Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Friday, August 25th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. Governor Kathy Hochul said yesterday the state would not force counties outside of New York City to accept migrants, essentially throwing cold water on Mayor Eric Adams' request that she order communities on Long Island and elsewhere to provide shelter. Yancey Roy and Matthew Chase reporting on Newsday.com that earlier Thursday, Newsday reported the Adams administration filed a letter in relation to a court proceeding saying Hochul should issue an executive order to, quote, preempt attempts by certain localities to stymie the city's efforts to place new arrivals in accommodations outside the city, end quote. Further, the Adams administration suggested specific state-run facilities for sheltering, including Francis S. Gabreski Air National Guard Base on Moen Street in West Hampton Beach, Pilgrim Psychiatric Center on Crooked Hill Road in Brentwood, and the former Kings Park Psychiatric Center in Nisiquag River State Park. Hochul didn't address Adams' request specifically, but she said a 1981 consent decree that established a right to shelter mandate in New York City cannot be imposed on New York's 57 other counties, quote, which is one of the reasons we cannot and will not force other parts of our state to shelter migrants, nor are we going to be asking these migrants to move to other parts of the state against their will, the governor said in a briefing at the state capitol. Instead, the state will seek, as it has done previously, to work with communities outside the city that are open to receive migrants. Quote, that said, I do believe we have a moral imperative to help these new arrivals, the governor said. I'm grateful to the counties that have welcomed and supported the migrants and will continue to partner with them. But there does not appear to be a solution to this federal problem anytime soon, end quote. In other news, the President's Council of Suffolk County officials voted Wednesday night to ratify a new contract between Section 11, the governing body of Scholastic Sports in Suffolk County, and its referees for the upcoming season. Greg Sarah reporting on Newsday.com that the three-year agreement between the officials and Section 11 will call for incremental raises of $3 a game in the first year and $5 per game in the second and third years for all sports. Tom Combs, the uh, the executive director of Section 11, said he was satisfied that there is an agreement, but disappointed it took such a long time. Quote, we can finally get to work on our schedules, which begin Monday, Combs said. It's good that we're going to have officials and it's not going to affect the student-athletes. That was our main concern. We didn't want to delay or jeopardize the fall season in any way, end quote. Suffolk High School season opens with non-league games in both boys' and girls' volleyball, boys' and girls' soccer, and field hockey on Monday. The cost for officials in 2022-23 was $3.3 million in Suffolk, and that number will grow to approximately $3.6 million for the 2023-24 school year. Combs has said more than 1,300 officials work in Suffolk throughout the school year under the previous contract. Referees and umpires for varsity baseball, soccer, softball, basketball, lacrosse, and gymnastics made $131 per event last season. Varsity football officials made $134 per game. Varsity wrestling referees were paid $139 last season. Also in school news, risks associated with using facial recognition technology in schools likely outweigh the benefits of the biometrics tool, and educators should be cautious about its use, a report from the State Office of Information Technology Services found. Joy Tyrell reporting on Newsday.com that the report produced with assistance from New York State's Education Department and released earlier this month examined the use of biometric identifying technology where physical characteristics, including facial recognition and fingerprints, can be used in schools, whether for security, administrative, or classroom purposes. State's Education Commissioner Betty A. Rosa will consider the report and its recommendations in determining whether to authorize the purchase or utilization of the technology in public schools. Determination will be made within the next few weeks, the Education Department said. Long Island educators are skeptical about the technology being used here on students. Quote, biometric scans could be beneficial if schools are trying to keep track of staff in and out of a building or for automated processes like payroll. But when it comes to safety and security, facial recognition 
for students and managing the security of the building. I share many of the same concerns that the report detailed, and I would be cautious going forward until technology improves. That quote from Robert Vecchio, executive director of the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association. David Wicks, superintendent at East Suffer, uh, East Suff- Eastern Suffolk BOCES, said local systems ceased discussing such technology when the state issued its moratorium on it in 2020. Expects schools would be cautious about moving forward with it they did at all if use is approved. And finally, the town of Riverhead has filed a lawsuit to recover title to the Vale Levitt Music Hall property. Denise Civiletti reporting on RiverheadLocal.com that the town's summons and complaint was filed August 2nd in Suffolk County Supreme Court, seeking a court order granting title to the town under a reverter clause in the 1982 deed from the town to the council, for the Vale Levitt. The clause requires the property to be used for educational, recreational, or cultural purposes and requires the council to maintain the building's historic character. The building, constructed in 1881, was purchased by the Riverhead Community Development Agency in 1980 and conveyed to the council uh, in uh, for the Vale Levitt in March of 1982. The complaint states that despite the town's efforts to help the council prepare an application for a share of the $10 million uh, downtown revitalization state grant awarded to Riverhead in 2021. The council did not complete a a business plan and could not apply for a share of the award. Reading the weather right here in Southampton in honor of Frank DeVito from DeVito Construction. Joining us at the bottom of the hour this morning to talk about efforts to start a local college for the trades. Looking like showers and possibly a thunderstorm before 2 p.m. today, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2, some of which could produce heavy rain. High is near 75 degrees. Uh, Looks like south wind 13 to 17 miles per hour. A chance of showers and thunderstorms continuing tonight. Uh, Showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 8 p.m., some of which could produce gusty winds and heavy rain. Cloudy otherwise with a low around 70 degrees. South wind 11 to 13 miles per hour. Right now it's 72 degrees. And in honor of the upcoming box art auction, we've got the box edition of the heart. Portishead, Leith Ross, Calexico, and Regina Spector all in your immediate listening future. But first, a little John Denver right here on Long Island's only Local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. Once upon a time in the land of Hushabai, around about the wondrous days of yore, I came across a sort of box bound up with chains and locked with locks and labeled, Kindly Do Not Touch, It's War. A decree was issued round about, all with a flourish and a shout, and a gaily-colored mascot tripping lightly on before. Don't fiddle with this deadly box, or break the chains, or pick the locks. And please, don't ever play about with war. Well, the children understood. Children happened to be good, and they were just as good around the time of yore. They didn't try to pick the locks or break into that deadly box. They never tried to play about with war. Mommies didn't either, sisters, aunts, grannies neither, because they were quiet and sweet and pretty in those wondrous days of yore. Well, very much the same as now, not the ones to blame somehow for opening up that deadly box of war. But someone did. Someone battered in the lid and spilled the insides out across the floor. A sort of bouncy, bumpy ball made up of guns and flags and all the tears and horror and the death that goes with war. It bounced right out and went bashing all about and and bumping into everything in store. And, And what was sad and most unfair is that it didn't really seem to care much who it bumped or why or what or for. It bumped the children mainly. And I'll tell you this quite plainly. It bumps them every day and more and more and leaves them dead and burned and dying, thousands of them sick and crying. Because when it bumps, it's really very sore. 
Now there's a way to stop the ball. It isn't difficult at all. All it takes is wisdom. I'm absolutely sure that we could get it back into the box and bind the chains and lock the locks. No one seems to want to save the children anymore. Well, that's the way it all appears, because it's been bouncing round for years and years, in spite of all the wisdom whiz since those wondrous days of yore. And the time they came across the box, bound up with chains and locked with locks, and labeled, kindly do not touch, it's war.
Ah, love that one. Glory Box from Portis Head's 1994 record Dummy. I think it was in a movie I love called Bee Monkey. It's a love story between a jewel thief and a elementary school teacher slash night jazz DJ. I believe it's been so long since I've seen it. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Leith Ross, Music Box from the 2023 record to learn, comma, more. It's one I really wanted to hear more as I was putting together the playlist for you this morning. We've got Calexico and Regina Spector with their respective Music Box tracks. Uh, you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. Stay tuned for Frank DeVito of DeVito Construction uh, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. Past the forest turn by the barn Where Mrs. Fullman lived till she passed on There is a cottage by the lakeside Where fairies come out at night There's a music box in the bedroom it's playing songs from 1922 And if you
Beth Ross. If you're looking for something a little harder, don't worry, we got Alice in Chains, uh, Nirvana, Aerosmith. We got all sorts of goodies for uh, waiting for you. At the end of the next hour, we like to start it off pretty light uh, earlier in the morning. Uh, it is the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour, a little after uh, midnight, if you're listening to the replay. I mean, it means it's time for our Friday morning tea underwritten by Village Overhead Doors. I had a spot open up last minute this morning. I think uh, the LGBT event in Sag Harbor or or uh, I don't know if it is in Sag. It might be somewhere in East Hampton. There was an event. It's being postponed. Uh, a spot opened up. You know, I, I went to the waiting list. Uh, people weren't available. And then suddenly I get a, a voicemail from Mr. Frank DeVito of DeVito Construction saying, hey, I want to come on. We want to talk about taking over the college to build a a, a college for the trades, uh, something that has been in the news uh, a little bit. Uh, and I remember seeing Frank uh, when we had that horrible um, instance with the uh, birds of prey, the, the family of what looks like osprey that had passed because they fell through the roof. That space is definitely looking for some love. Very exciting to or excited to see what becomes of Southampton College campus. Uh, so let's talk about Frank. First of all, the big T on September 16th. It looks like you guys are going to be bringing East Coast's largest trade expo. And he knows that because it's the first one or the only one. It is the only one. Tell us everything. So we were able to rent the college. And by the way, good morning, Jim. Good morning. Thanks for helping me on. Thank you, you for being with us. How you doing today? I'm all right. How you good. doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I can't believe a spot opened up. We were just, and I happened to right be in the area, so worked out It's perfect. a beautiful thing. That's it how is. it's kind of, it it's the magic of this show. All right, so, so you, so first of all, let's talk about the people that are involved in this dream. So we just, it, it started in April. This has been something I had a passion for for a long time. And just in a conversation in the uh, village police department talking to the PBA, um, I mentioned that I wanted to start, you know, I wanted to sponsor a DARE program and do scholarship for kids that pass the DARE program and get into, uh, you know, get them into the trades. And I was there with uh, Greg from Hampton Jiu-Jitsu because we were doing a fundraiser for the for the cops, you know. And Greg's like, yo, you got to talk to Jeff Colino because he's trying to do the same thing. So this was mid-April. This thing exploded because the world knows it's needed. The, the trades, there is nobody looking for um, forgiveness on borrowing money to go to a vocational school. You know why? It's 100% jobs. The trade worlds are hiring every day. Right. You know, we are... Last year, the industry was $2.9 trillion in the United States, second to only medical. And we know all the medical numbers are bullshit because they put all, sorry, they put all the um, money, you know, that's pharmaceuticals, that's everything. We just, you know, they, they're counting permits and stuff. We are the backbone of America, you know, blue-collar work is blue-collar pride. Yeah. You know, and everybody in there. And I see, like, I think of my own, my stepfather's a master electrician, and I, I see how, you know, he doesn't have, well, I think my, my, my nephew might be the one, but I know he struggled for years trying to find one solid, good apprentice yeah. to really learn all of the knowledge that he has. Yeah. And for me, that seems like such a sin. It's probably his story all over the place. You know, uh, professionals with a lot of knowledge to share and not a lot of people, young people out there who are really taking up the torch. Well, we, we turned around. So in just a quick conversation 
we put this together. And then we went and we rented the college without them even knowing we were thinking we were hoping to take over half of it. But we rented the college for September 16th to start a trade expo. Looked up to try to get some ideas how to do a trade expo because we're just hammer swingers. No, you know, we're, we're carpenters. But with all of this, we find out no one's doing a trade expo. Like, are you out of your mind? There's thousands of kids here. So as this conversation goes, Riverhead Building Supply approaches us and says, whatever you're doing, we want to partner with you. Sherman Williams came to our last luncheon and is like, oh, my God, we need this because there's nobody that knows how to paint Sherman Williams paints. That's why they go to Benjamin Moore because a homeowner can slap Benjamin Moore up, you know. So we have partners coming out of the woodworks to where it's major companies and it's small businesses that are tired of you know, getting jacked up against the wall, hell for ransom with a bunch of... And there's so many... I think about it. I'm like, there's so many kids that are great with their hands, that love to build, that love to do something, that, you know, traditional uh, classroom environments are not for them. And then, you know, you're asking uh, these kids to go in into debt however many thousands of dollars uh, so that they can struggle to to find a job i just i i really think that there is absolutely a need uh, for a school like the one that you're talking about there is a desperate need you know and there's so stony brook can fit two thousand kids in there just in their dorms you know you could have eight thousand kids going through a classroom so we, we reached out to HBI, Home Builders Institute in D.C., and they have nine accredited curriculums they will license us. So we will open up as an accredited school once we get the keys. We have had every politician, like everybody's like, oh, the politicians don't hear us. They don't listen. I when think you, the, when you did, go did, to a, when did you, you get Fred Thiel behind you? I so thought that, that, that happened. They came running when they heard this idea. Every politician, our senators, our congressmen, Fred Thiel, everybody wants this because it is so needed. And it is a way, you know, you always hear, oh, we can't afford to live on Long Island. So we're raising people to move off the island. If you learn a trade, you can afford to live on Long Island. Amen. You're talking like. You work, if you work hard, you can do it. Exactly. And what it is, it's getting kids to unleash their potential. You know, it's, you just have to. So I was 14 years old when I was hired by the crazy crazy French-Canadian framers out in Southampton, and they really unleashed my potential. And here I am. I bought my first house in Mastic Beach, then went to Quag. How old were you when you bought your first house? Uh, 28. Stop. Yeah. See? But, you know, and everybody, you know, you got a lot of people, oh, we need affordable housing, we need affordable housing. Stop crying for gifts, you know. Get up off the couch, do something, because instead of teaching kids that they should wait till affordable housing. Because not everyone's in, not everyone is doing, you know, owns their own construction. Some people are, you know, a waiter at the local restaurant. So there is, I, I believe there is a need for affordable housing, but I also believe that there is a need for more young people to go into the trades How about we and teach? to pick the to pick the torch up from people like you frank uh so where are you first of all i want to know about that space for folks like you when you go in there what does that place really need because i've heard about you know i've heard the quotes from from fred thiel about what a, a sorry state that property is in, how sorry of a state are we talking? Well, the way that Stony Brook is running right now, they should be embarrassed. Like, I, I don't know how. But what is the, what, what is the building, so, what does it need? There, there is over 15 condemned buildings. You know, we asked for the information, you know, why they condemned. They didn't give it to us. So we did foil it through the state, waiting for the foils to come in. But, you know, there's a good opportunity. What are you trying to get? Information about what? Well, so there's over 15 buildings that are condemned there. Right. 
So we're trying to find out why they condemned. Okay. What, so we can what figure is it out really what need? it will cost us right. to fix it. Right. So Stony Brook, we're not trying to run Stony Brook out. We're not trying to embarrass Stony Brook, do anything. I mean, they embarrass themselves. But what we're trying to do is partner up with them to go in there and build curriculums there. But who's your best partner other than builders? Right. Other than hospitality. You're well, going to build a campus there that's going to be thriving that. Their curriculums will get filled up too because nobody wants to go to a ghost town college. People want to go to an area where things are flourishing, mm-hmm. you know? So we're looking to take not their good buildings, not their teaching classrooms. We're looking to take the stuff that's condemned, fix it up with kids with training, you know? It sounds like a, it sounds like if- financially a smart move because you get the people with know-how that are coming in there to make it nice. Yeah, make it beautiful. Better than nice, better than it's ever been. So where are you in the process? So you're you're foiling to find out what, what the buildings need. What so, is what? How does Stony Brook feel about this? Um, where are you with they, that They're a little silent. They've been promising for over three years now to, you know, Fred Deal, that's why he's pissed off. They've been promising him that they're hiring a VP that's going to handle all this stuff. You know, it, it's a wait-and-see game, but I did get a call the other day that uh, they did find somebody in Stony Brook that could get us on the right path to get leases and get keys. All right. And then, you know, that's all it takes. I think it's going to go. I think once we do... Once we make the trade expo big, the big T, once it, that thing blows up and there's that like sounds exciting. 2,500 kids there looking for work. Oh, we got bands. We got food. It is going to be like a blue-collar event. And it's not it's not a job fair. So anybody listening, get your kids there because we're not doing a job fair. It's not tables and, oh, you can do this. We're setting up hands-on. We're building a roof where kids can get on a roof, bang some nails in. We're doing an obstacle course where they can, you know, complete the obstacle course, get a couple of free shirts for us. The uh, Marines are coming in with their pull-up bar. You know, you have all different hands-on experience. We got live music. We got food. It's almost going to be like, uh, uh, what's the big E up in um, Massachusetts, you know, the, the big know. expo? It's, uh, it's a tri-state fair. Right. So it's almost going to be like uh, an East End fair. But we're not just doing this for the Hamptons. This is this is going to help all Long Island, mainly Suffolk County, because we're going to get kids working, and you're going to watch their first home they're going to buy is going to be in the prime areas like Mastic Beach, Shirley, help lift them back up, Flanders. Then they're going to do what we did. They're going to buy a house there, fix it up, sell it, move you know further east, move around. The island's going to go back to the way it was before Grumman shut down, and we we had all the foreclosures oh, and that all that. Oh, yeah, that sounds gonna, really beautiful. I'm excited about this. People are excited about this. You know, people talk about Mastic, but I remember talking with the folks from the Mastic Conservancy about the the miles and miles, 20-something miles of, of publicly owned waterfront. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing, too. I grew up in Mastic Beach. Did you really? It was a beautiful community. It was a great area. Do you like area. the waterfront? Oh, like we, I, we grew up, we were fishing in the bay yeah. every day, fishing, grabbing, climbing. We, uh, it was such a good, we hitchhiked around, we biked around. We had Don't the do that best at home, time kids. there. <laughs> no, no hitchhiking in 2023. All right, Frank, so we're excited about the Big T. We'll see what happens as far as, uh, you know, the local uh, College of the Trades becoming a reality if you're looking to cozy up to sbu you know maybe don't say they're embarrassing themselves we love you sea wolves <laughs> you gotta call them out man they they should really like oh be, for, what hap- for what happened for what what happened yeah. with that those buildings but you know what it's okay we all do things we fail yeah they failed come in with a partner bring us in here but it's got to be i mean obviously they've got a lot of uh infrastructure to look over and you got to make decisions at some point. I don't know. I, I I don't know enough about, about it to really, to really say anything, but I do know that 
as I see, I see the issue here. I see what you guys are wanting to do. From my perspective, it seems like it seems like a, a, a really cool thing. Uh, let's start with the big T and see where it goes. That'll be on the 16th of September. Where can folks go to find out more information, uh, Frank? So we're starting. Uh, you got a website or? So a, we're or starting. It, it should be launched Monday, Tuesday. It's Hamptons Trade Education Fund. Dot org, and then right now you could fill out in Scott dot school s c o t t dot school will bring you to um, Hampton Youth Camp's website. It's a non for profit, and you can get some information. You could fill some stuff out on there. You can email us at info at Hamptons Trade Education Fund dot org also, and uh, partner up. Come in. Get your kids off the couch, get them out of the basement. <laughs> Let's put them to work. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Frank DeVito. This is Calexico. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. We'll be back. Here's a little gift from me to you. A place to store your dreams and your secrets do. When the world goes dark, I'll always be close by to hear your dreams unfold. Hold you when you cry And as you walk away Let go of my hand Smile as you turn for one last love And know you To the song Where it takes your soul Watch the dancers spin around A thousand times more Travel across the sea Just to bring you there An unconditional watch And the love and care I know I've been away for way too long. I need you now more than ever. Before the music is over, I want you to know this song's for you. And I want you to know that I love. Play a tiny little song called Music Box. Sounds perfect. Perfect. Life inside the music box ain't easy. The mallets at the gears are always turning. And everyone inside the mechanism is yearning to get out. And sing another melody completely. So different from the one they're always singing. I close my eyes and think that I have found me But then I feel mortality surround me I want to sing another melody So different from the one I always 
icing, but when I do the dishes, I run the water very, very, very hot. And then I fill the sink to the top with bubbles of soap. And then I set all the bottle caps I own afloat. And it's the greatest voyage in the history of plastic. And then I slip my hands in and start to make waves. And then I dip my tongue in and take a taste. It tastes like soap, but it doesn't really taste like soap. And then I lower in my whole mouth and take a gulp. And start to feel mortality surround me. I close my eyes and think that I have found me. But life inside a music box ain't easy. The melody, the gears are always turning. And everyone inside the mechanism is yearning to get out and sing another Gently, this is not the time that they should weep. For somewhere in my mind there is a painting box. I have every color, there it's true. Just lately, when I look inside my painting box, I seem to pick the colors of you. Friday evening's footsteps plodding dully through this black town Are far away now from the world that I'm in My eyes are listening to some sounds that I think just might be springtime With daffodils between my toes I'm laughing at the wind and somewhere in my mind there is a painting box I have every color, there it's true Just lately when I look inside my painting box I seem to pick the colors of you Shake my head and say my little ship is sinking But I kind of like the sea that I'm on And I don't mind if I do drown Oh, somewhere in my mind there's a paint 
Incredible string bands, painting box after a little Regina Spector. That one in honor of the 2023 uh, second. It's the 22nd annual box art auction benefiting East End Hospice. It goes down tomorrow, 4.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. at St. Luke's Episcopal Church, 18 James Lane in East Hampton. Arlene will be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, the event. Looks like the 2023 Spirit of Community Award will be presented to Kathleen King, uh, a recent guest here on the show, uh, the founder of Tate's Bake Shop. Of course, I'm Gianna Volpe. I'll be leading you into the NPR news break with a little love song for uh, Riverhead, actually. You know, love song is, is, you know, it's a song. It's a song for uh, Riverhead Town from Jonah Smith called Big Box Town from the 2012 record Little Known Cure. Who do we have kicking us off next hour? The Monkees, our very own Pete Mancini, Wilco, little Ashlyn Craft, Drive-By Truckers and Grateful Dead uh, with Pavement on the Back. Music from all decades and genres, interviews with folks from all walks of life. All because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, donating online to WLIWFM.org. Stay with me on 88.3 and 96.9 WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. Plastic pours into the mold and takes an old familiar shape. A big back sand is being born, they're everywhere you can't escape. They're on all four corners of this highway, up and down. They tore down our little village And built up a big box town On a little patch of land out here On the outskirts of town Somewhere east of Columbus That's been painted gray and brown Where there's logos flying in the sky But not much else around Got more than a bargain When they built our big box town And this big box town Didn't just sprout up from the ground It was built on top of a general store you keep swallowing what they tell us And keep buying the shit they sell us Please and thank you, may I have some more Please and thank you, may I have some more Well, I guess I'm lucky for the job Although it doesn't mean that much I made just enough to buy this old Camaro with a burned out clutch. And I go driving all my days off just to take a look around. I try to find that old America buried beneath our big box town. Well, I think I might go drive out west until the road just ends. 
I may stop in South Dakota I drive straight through it all depends I was talking to a couple from Sioux Falls and it got me down They said so much for local color The die's been cast in our big box town And this big box town didn't just spout up from the ground It was built on top of a general store You keep swallowing what they tell us and keep buying the they sell us. Please and thank you, may I have some more? Please and thank you, may I have some more? Well, these teenage kids today don't even recognize.